0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we are joined by Mr. James Cant from JCF. Now, if you're someone who wants to perform at your peak, someone who wants to really go out there and optimize what it is that you're doing with your life, you are going to want to listen to this episode. I know James personally helps me out with a huge range of things. Um, I'm getting coached by him. Many of our clients are getting coached by him, so... I highly recommend that you guys listen to this one. It's going to be a a lot of great insights for you to take away. Now, if we can give you insights in your business, in your marketing, make sure you join our free Facebook community where we've got everything that you need, marketing, sales, optimizing all the areas of your business, which is you can uh, jump in and see us over there at joinmygroup.com.au. That's joinmygroup.com.au. But until then, let's jump into the show. James, thank you so much for joining us today really appreciate you making the time
1: thanks for having me on bro it's
0: great to have you now i always like to ask the same question at the start of every podcast which is if i met you at a party and we were chatting and i said to you james what is it that you actually do what's your go-to answer
1: we help humans just fucking crush life am i allowed to swear on this by the way yeah, sure. We'll, we'll put, have... uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put <laughs>
0: explicit content on
1: the podcast. Yeah. No yeah. yeah, my bad, dude. My bad. But that, no, that's what we do. We just, uh, I, we, I just, my, my crew and I, we just help guys um, dominate it. Like you know what we're doing with you and what we're doing with a few of your guys. We just help them crush life in every area. And I mean, if, if I was going to like expand on that and, and you know, really take up your time at that party and, and, and answer for ages and give you a long one, um, the, the three main areas we look at are health, wealth, and relationships. How can we optimize all three of those areas through what we're doing with the body and with the mind? That's amazing. And what
0: made you want to jump into that? Because obviously if someone goes and looks at maybe your past, they'll see, you know, like bodybuilding, pro, champion, all that sort of stuff. What, uh, what made you kind of make the, because obviously you, over there, you're working on um, on health, but obviously, you know, corely focused on um, pushing yourself to those levels of performance. Like what made you want to make the transition across into helping
1: everyone else? Because yeah, I was, I was competing in bodybuilding. I was doing pretty well there. So I was competing all around the world. And then that all came crashing down. So I was like, I was, um, I was studying at uni. I was doing a degree in medical science. I was finishing that off. I was competing around the world. And I don't know if you guys know much about bodybuilding, but it's, Pretty tough. I was training like six plus hours a day, eating bugger all, not sleeping a whole heap. And I pushed it too far. So I was, I was bodybuilding. I was doing uni. Plus I was also running my business. That was like when I met you uh, or actually a bit before when I met you. And so I was, um, I was working massively. And my whole goal was like, how can I sleep? the bare minimum that I can get away with. And if anyone knows anything about sleep, that's a really stupid idea. So I was sleeping like four hours, it was like four hours of sleep, six hours of training, uh, two to three hours of study. And then the rest was like work. And then that was my day and funnily enough i burnt out who would have you know guessed that so that's when i got ibs i got depression anxiety Um, i started going really bipolar so like massive highs then massive lows Uh, and i went through that whole phase of life and i tanked my business in the process take my business. I went from like top 10 in my division in the world down to like a nobody. Um, I, you know, Relationships suffered. I thankfully finished uni, but I didn't do any further study after that. So it just kind of ruined my life. And I thought, well, this sucks. And then I started posting about and talking to more people. And there's a stack of guys who are having the same issues. And I dropped like 15 grand. So keep in mind, I was, I think I was like 20 or 21 when this happened. I was, I was pretty young. Um, and I just dropped 15 grand. And that's a fair bit of money when you're that age to spend on your health. And I was throwing everything at it and I got nothing, like absolutely nothing back. Doctors, specialists, acupuncturists, naturopaths. I was getting vitamin drips like straight into my veins. It was like all that sort of stuff. I was throwing the kitchen sink at it and I was getting nowhere. And it wasn't until I had one mentor who was really awesome who taught me about the nervous system and how that works in relation to performance and how we feel and how to manipulate that and how to heal that and how to fix that so that I could, you know, fix myself and get myself out of the hole that I dug myself into, but then also how I could perform as an absolute savage in all areas of life at once. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 100%. And so once you started doing that and you had a mentor come on board... What was the sort of process for you that you found like once you started actually implementing, like what were some of the first things you implemented and like what difference did you notice?
1: Yeah, yeah. stop sleeping four hours a night. That was was the first thing is like (laughs) chill the fuck out. Right, Go like relax, sleep, get your sleep hours up, but not just your sleep hours, your sleep quality as well. That's a massive one. A lot of us track our sleep in terms of, oh, you know, I went to bed at 10, woke up at six, I got my eight hours. But if you wake up three times through that, if you take half an hour to wake up and then you're in really light sleep, where you're pretty much awake in the morning, that quickly goes from eight hours down to seven to six to five, right? And so we're not actually often, we're, we're very much underslept. Not because of the duration that we're in bed, but because of the poor quality of sleep that we have. And that's not even going into making sure that you're getting sufficient amount of RAM, sufficient amount of deep and all that sort of stuff as well. So that's the first thing is like, look after your sleep. Next one is look after the nervous system. The nervous system is the root of all function within the body. Uh, You know, with the brain, everyone knows that our brain's pretty important, but we often underestimate like actually taking care of it because our brain regulates everything. Every muscle that we move, every thought we have, every emotion we feel feel, every single feeling of being exhausted, feeling energetic, all this is regulated by the nervous system and the neurotransmitters and the hormones which are associated with it. If you don't look after that, you're going to burn out at some stage and you're even worse, you're going to have suboptimal performance. Like If uh, us in business and what we're doing, if you lose a part of your day because you're not able to think if you're getting brain fog, uh, if you're getting uh, unclear thoughts, if you can't remember people's names, if you're having these moments throughout your day where you're less efficient than what you should be, you've just wasted that time. And time's a number one currency. And so that was when I was like, okay, cool. I've really got to optimize my sleep. I've got to optimize my nervous system and I've got to put focus and I've got to put emphasis onto these key players within the body so that I can actually get an exceptional result because I always wanted to be number one in everything that I did and and still do to this day, admittedly. and. I, I don't want to settle for less than what I had to, and it turns out there's a shitload of people who feel the same way as me, and so that's when I started coaching them, showing them, "Well, this is exactly what I'm doing. You can do this too." And then, you know, inevitably, it ended up getting pretty wicked results from them, for them, and, and it went from there. And for
0: people that maybe they are like nodding their heads as they're listening to this or watching this, and they're going, "Well, yes, like I don't get much sleep. I, you know, push, and you know, as my my dad would always tell me, like, burn the candle at both ends." Um, if they're doing that, you know, what's obviously, you know, it's um, getting more sleep kind of people know that and putting those things into place. But like, what's the first tangible step for most people? Is it kind of identifying that actually they want to change that rather than being like, cool, I'm, I'm happy just bur- burning myself out.
1: So I don't think anyone's ever happy burning themselves out. I don't think anyone's like, yes, I'm anxious. I feel <laughs> like shit every day. I love my life. I don't think I've ever heard that. But um, a lot of us accept it. Uh, and and we think, oh, this is just a part of it. I remember my dad was telling me about balance. My dad was very successfully had, you know, several hundred, you know, nearly a thousand employees at one stage. So he did very, very well. And he always used to preach to me. It's like, James, balance, balance, balance. I'm like, that's fucking easy for you to say, because you've already done all this sort of stuff. You weren't balanced and look what you did. Um, and, and it's a very common thing for us to feel like we have to be unbalanced in order to be successful, which is a terrible, terrible mentality. I mean, as we were talking on the, on the call just before with your crew, um, the best thing that we can do is instead of looking to increase our output by working more and increase our effort, we can change the way that we view this and increase our effectiveness and our efficiency. A lot of the time, we think that the best way to be successful is to go through and work more hours in the day. And we'll be like, well, Elon Musk works 16 hours in a day. And it's like, yeah, but Elon Musk has got a multi-billion dollar company and he's also got all these other things and he's also an outlier. If you're looking to try and be an outlier, you're going to lose statistically, right? A lot of us try and think... If I just work harder, I'll be more successful, right? The people who win with that mentality—it's—it's it's like point zero 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 one percent. It's tiny. If you're banking on that being the your big differentiator and the reason why you're win winning, you, you should never ever gamble in your life because your your ability to to determine which risk you should take is 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 totally off. What we should be focusing on is how do we be more effective? How do we be more efficient? How do we do more in less? time? How do we have faster brain speed? How do we have better memory? How do we have faster learning? How do we optimize ourselves beyond every single uh, rational limit that we would normally set? How do we make it so that we are always functioning at our peak? Because when you get into those stages and when you're in flow and everything's effortless and everything's fast, that's when all your genius ideas come up. That's when all the big moves ahead come in business. That's when you actually start to get successful. Does that make sense at all? hundred percent.
0: And I really love that you guys have, and it's the same approach that um, I have with any client that I work with, which is like, what's your actual goal and peak? Because it's like, everyone's like, oh, but Elon Musk was this is like, great. Are you trying to send humans to the moon, to, to Mars? Like, is that what your goal is? If so- who knows? Maybe that might be good for you, but most people look and try and emulate someone, but they don't have the same goals as that person. So I like say it's, it's a recipe for success, and I love it with, when you work with people and you know you broke it down for myself and for our crew as well, where you were like, "Great! Like, what's your actual peak outcome that you want to achieve?" And then what are we going to do to get there? Because it's different for every single person. And just to go, oh, but, you know, uh, Gary V never sees his family, never sleeps and um, rocks around in, in hoodies and, and whatnot. Like, I'm going to be exactly like that. It's like, yeah, but he has a very specific goal he's trying to achieve. That's why even um, in, occasionally when we chat, we always chat about, you know, crypto and NFTs and whatnot. And Gary Vee put a post up on Twitter the other day. He's like, I'm the worst person to go and copy the trades that I'm making because you can see everyone's wallets. It's all available on, on blockchain and people are going and just buying the same thing that he's buying because they think it's going to go up because Gary v has got it. And he's like, I don't care if this makes money for me for the next 10 years. I'm buying it for a long-term, long-term play, not to kind of buy it today and flip it tomorrow. Because everyone's going and copying him and then wondering the next day, like, oh, why hasn't this gone up 10 times in price? But it's it's a different goal. And if you don't know what that person's doing that specifically for, like, it's, it's kind of pointless to try to follow in their footsteps.
1: 110%, man. The goal, the summit, the outcome you're looking to achieve needs to be very specific to you. And then all of your actions need to be in alignment with that.
0: And for what's the, some of the shifts that you've noticed then as well? Because obviously, you work with a lot of uh, business owners, peak performers in, in many different fields. After people start to get these things in alignment, they know what their summit is, they know what the core outcomes are that they're going to actually um, achieve and apply to work towards that. What are some of the uh, cool things that you've noticed in people and seen shifts in people happen after they've started applying these things?
1: Mate, my, my favorite one is when people, when, when my guys will say to me, it's like, shit. I've been working so dumb for like the last 15 years. That's like the, the, the most favorite thing ever because it's quite funny, but it's also a real like smack in the face. Uh, I work with a lot of guys who got, you know, seven, eight, nine figure businesses, right? And, um, and with a lot of these dudes, even these guys who are hyper successful, identify like how much stuff they've been doing wrong for so long. So that's the first one is like the realization, the light bulb, like I thought I was doing well. But I really wasn't. And you look in in business owners, a lot of us, we have egos, right? And and we have egos and we have confidence and we have belief in ourselves. What we're doing is 110% right. But then when you finally uncover and learn, you're like, shit, I've really been kidding myself this whole time. It's actually really powerful because that's the catalyst for change identifying that. Because once we put our ego aside and we say, hey, maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I'm not the best that I can be. And we shift from that, that fixed mindset into a growth mindset where we're looking for abundance and creating maximum optimization. That's when the cool, thing, cool things happen. So seeing that happen and then afterwards, going through an optimizing sleep, optimizing biomarkers, resting heart rate, HRV, all that sort of stuff. And then seeing the output increases from there, it's like tenfold. I mean, in business, it's a people game. Every single business that you run, you are always dealing with people, no matter what business you're in, really, because you know, people pay your money, uh, and, you money know, and people make you money when they're working for you, right? So it's always a people business. And the biggest game changer I see is that when we get guys into a, into a state where they're, they're not stressed anymore, they're relaxed, they're calm, they're collected, they're focused, their interpersonal skills go through the roof, their EQ goes through the roof, their IQ goes through the roof, their efficiency goes through the roof. And so they're able to make better decisions with people, manage people far better, become way better leveraged and way better leaders, which leads to phenomenal performance outputs just from the smallest little tweaks.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's hugely important it's and it's funny it's how you say that and it's it is kind of like slowing down that allows you to speed up output and I think that's that's hugely important because I know for me uh like when I go into conversations and I'm not even optimised things yet I'm working with you on on all of those key areas but I know for me I much prefer to go slow to sit and like like absorb everything that's going on around me and then kind of react and and make decisions from there because otherwise it's just like things go crazy and it's ridiculous um so yeah I'm a a huge believer in that as well and what about obviously because there's the the mental the mental shifts people have there's the business shifts people has what are some of the physical shifts you've seen from guys from applying these things as well
1: Oh, dude, one of the coolest ones is that I had a guy called Marcus who runs a company called lawtech And he had like the worst acid reflux I'd seen in a long, long time. And acid reflux is when you get that, that acid feeling in the back of your throat. Uh, and it just feels like it's bubbling up. And it's horrible. Like your breath stinks. It starts decaying your teeth. Uh, it starts, you know, eating at your at, at your throat as well. It's just... It's just gnarly, your esophagus cop's a massive hit. And seeing him go from like having acid reflux literally every single day of his life for the last 15 years to none at all, no medication, no antacids, no omeprazole, nothing like that, like just totally off it when the doctor said, hey, you'll be taking these drugs for the rest of your life and you'll be having reflux for the rest of your life. That was really, really cool. And seeing those changes where we get a lot of guys where, and I'm not going to shit on doctors too much because they definitely have a place, but there are a lot of doctors who are simply not up to scratch. And I'm pretty open about that. And a lot of them will say to somebody that, who has a completely fixable issue that it's not fixable, like acid reflux, like. You, no, 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 you can't fix that. Anxiety, no, 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 you're stuck with that. And this like fixed mindset around not being able to fix a lot of these conditions, autoimmune conditions. I had a guy with, um, I've had guys with psoriasis, arthritis, all this sort of stuff, and being able to either totally get rid of it or massively limit it uh, and fix those issues, all those gut issues, fixing those, those skin issues, autoimmune issues, mental health issues, all these things, like seeing them, them go through. Fat loss is cool. Um, and like seeing people lose, like you know, I've had one guy lose like eight kilos in four weeks without really having to diet hard. Um, like that's cool, but the the best ones for me are when you see someone with a, an issue or an illness which they think they can't get rid of, being able to fix that within like two, four, six, eight, 12 weeks.
0: Mm, yeah, I think that's amazing. And as you mentioned there, look, I'm I am not uh, experienced enough or knowledgeable enough to touch on the medical industry, but with every industry. It's like there's 10% that are amazing and then there's 90% that just do their job, which is uh, the same with everything, whether it be agents, agencies, coaches, it doesn't really matter. Um, and I think people kind of forget that when it goes into something where it's like, you know, and then they just go, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'll just go see any, like doesn't matter what doctor i go to i'll just go see a doctor
1: because they're a doctor totally dude i met some of the dumbest people ever at uni with phds (coughs) right and these guys like they had phds and 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 they you know were clearly smart as something but i was worried about them crossing the road you know what i mean and so it's like you're totally right dude it's just you've got 10 percent who are amazing and if you've got a good one hold on to them for dear life but most of them aren't
0: yeah, it's the same as like you go to the mechanic and then you drive around the corner and your wheel falls off because you went to a exactly. dodgy one and they forgot to put the uh, the wheel nuts back on. Now, for people listening to this, this episode's coming out around the Christmas season and whatnot. Like, what are some of the big things that you, can, that you would recommend to, you know, business owners who are going to their own work functions, client work functions? They're getting out there a lot and this is a very big social time, which generally, especially in Australia, seems to be predominantly focused around eating, drinking, Celebrating in, in that sort of capacity, what are some of the things that people can do to limit the to first of all probably limit some of the damage that they might normally do over the silly season, but also keep themselves in a good state so that you know come January one they're not hungover and then like you know rethinking their whole life choices the same as they do every year, um, but they're actually setting themselves up for a really good flow into January February and beyond.
1: Yeah, dude, I did love that question. So there's a couple of ways in which I'll answer this. The first one's from an identity sense. The very first thing that we must do, and very few people do this, and I think this is crazy that we don't do more of it, is set out who do you want to be? what's your summit? What are you working towards? What's your big, what's the big Mount Everest in your life, the metaphorical Mount Everest that you're trying to climb, right? That's the first thing. Map that out. And then once you've mapped out what you want to have, maybe you want to make 10 million bucks. Maybe you want to be able to have more time with your kids, have a business which creates you passive income so that you can cruise and you can hang out with your kids, right? And spend more time with them and be the world's best dad. Whatever it is that you want to do, map it out. And then after that, Write down the type of person that you need to become in order to get that. Because if you were that person, if you were the person that you needed to be in order to make 10 million bucks to do whatever it is you wanted, wanted to do, you would already do that. Right now, you are the perfect person for where you are right? For your situation, good, bad, ugly, whatever, you are the perfect person for getting yourself to where you are right now. If you want to change that, you have to change yourself. So what this then does is this gives us a set of boundaries and a set of principles, almost like a credo of how we're going to act and how we're going to be. And it makes all decisions hereafter very, very simple. So, if you're somebody who wants to be a really massively a super high performer, you want to be lean, mean, you want to be able to you know, make a whole lot of money, have a business which runs on autopilot, you've got to think, okay, how would this person act? How would the ideal self, how would the best version of me act, the one who's making all that money and having all that success, how would he act at the Christmas party? Or how would she act at the Christmas party? Would they get shit-faced in front of everyone? Would they have a couple of beers? Would they have nothing? right? How would they act? And when you go through and you create this identity and you create these boundaries of how you must be in order to achieve this goal and to reach your summit, that's when everything becomes binary and binary decisions are very easy. As we were discussing before with your team, it's like when we have gray areas, it's really difficult. When we say, "Oh, it's just one drink, that's a load of shit, right? One drink is a load of shit in 99.9% of cases. We need to decide like what we're actually going to do and we're going to have a firm boundary around the way that we're going to act. Okay, so that's the first bit. That's the identity bit. Set your summit, figure out who you need to become in order to have that success and then make all of your decisions binary around, is this getting me closer to or further away from my summit? And is this acting in alignment with the person who I want to be or need to be in order to achieve what I want to achieve? So that's the first bit. Second bit after that is making it so that you are always continually prioritizing your nervous system and your brain and looking after it relentlessly. Whenever we do drink, whenever we smoke, whenever we don't sleep well, don't recover well, and we do all this stuff that we do, what, eat too much, eat bad food, uh, there's always a little bit of damage through the body. There's always a little bit of inflammation. How can we reverse that? as quickly as possible. The easiest way is through sleep, optimizing sleep. How do we make it so that we can sleep better? Sure, okay, if you're only going to get six hours a night, how can you make it so that you get the best six hours possible and optimizing that appropriately? Supplementing for that is going to be an absolute game changer and supplementing appropriately to what you need, not just going into a store, a vitamin store, and just going and taking some random you know, sleep supplement and sleep stack. That's not going to do it. You need to have one which is actually catered for you for what you need because we all have differences. I could give 10 people melatonin and three of them and sleep amazingly. And you know two of them would be okay. And then you know five might be totally unaffected. It changes with every single person you need to figure out or get told or get shown exactly what you need to do. And the final thing is accountability. If you know that you've got someone who's going to be breathing down your neck, if you screw up and you binge and you pig out at the Christmas party, you're less likely to do it, okay? That means that first of all, you've set your ideal self you've set your summit and then you've got someone to actually hold you accountable to that there are three types of accountability self accountability group accountability coach accountability the, the 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 most commonly used one is individual where we say i'll look after myself I'm going to commit to myself, like New Year's resolutions. That's self-accountability. And how fucking useless are New Year's resolutions? I literally don't know anybody who sets them, who actually keeps them long-term, those ones. What we need to do is we need to surround ourselves with a community and with coaches. I mean, that's the the way the reason why we coach the way that we do. So that you have a coach who's going to kick your ass if you're not doing the right thing or give you a high five when you nail it. And you've got a community of guys who are in the same boat as you, looking to achieve the same things. You know they're going to keep you accountable as well. Make sure that you have coach and group accountability to hold you to what you want to do and where you want to be.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I think the um, the identity as you mentioned earlier is so important because um, we were chatting, and obviously this you know this year again we have especially from November onwards, all of our clients have balls, they have galas. There's all these things coming up, and you said, and I remember you said to me, you're like are you never going to drink again? Like, is that part of like who you're going to be? And I was like, well, no, like one of my goals is to become a sommelier, maybe have a winery and all these things. And it's like, so I will have some form of alcohol involved in in my life and what I drink and whatnot. And you say, cool, then there's no point in us 100% trying to cut it out because then you're going to bounce back. But then it's like, how can you make the responsible choices? So I know for me, all the events we're in at where I think I told you like in the previous years where maybe you would be closer to like, 10 drinks on these big celebration events. It's like, cool. I had like three, four, and I was good. Like, I wasn't, I was drinking because I enjoyed it and wanted to try like their wines and things like that. And then I was like, cool, I'm done because I don't, I'm not the person who needs to have 10, 12 drinks just to have fun, but I am the person who's happy to have two or three. And and that's it. And that's my enjoyment point. So that was a, a very like great question that you asked me because I know for most people, myself included in the past, you're like, cool, three months, six months, like, never drinking alcohol and then you're doing all these certain things around it but that's not what your actually your ideal life looks like in mm-hmm. relation to that so i think that uh, that definitely for me gave me a good perspective shift and i was like oh cool and then as well I didn't feel bad about it versus other times, like, you know, the next day or the day before, you're like, well, oh, tomorrow's going to be a bad day because I'm going to be drinking, or the day after, you're like, oh, you know, like I shouldn't have done that versus now. I'm like, oh, no, that's cool. It's, it's part of the style, and I adjust things accordingly and make sure I supplement and adjust my sleep accordingly to make in case it's ever going to be bad. And uh, it's much easier that way, mm. cognitively and physically, I think, as well. Totally. 110%. And now, James, um, just because I could probably sit here and ask questions and jam with you for hours, but I do want to make sure I stay on time. As I get towards the end of the podcast, I like to ask the same question every time as well, which is, is there a question which I didn't ask you that I should have?
1: Yeah, you know what? I think the the best thing that we should always discuss are little hacks and little um, cheats that we can do that move the needle and actually work well. Shortcuts that are actually effective. Most shortcuts um, end up, Uh, caffeine taking coffee is a shortcut to energy and it ends up screwing us over in the long in the long run because we take our caffeine and then 10 hours later there's still 50 percent of it floating around and it starts to impact our sleep so we wake up the next day more tired less effective we take more caffeine and it just continually repeats the cycle um so in terms of um actually you know what shit we should probably discuss caffeine that's a really good one because i know what i said then would have been quite controversial caffeine sucks Right. So I'm just going to say that really loud and everyone's going to hate me. Like, but James, I love coffee. It's amazing. I feel super good. Here's why I don't like caffeine, right? Literally, just what I said before. Whenever you take caffeine, what you're doing is you're stimulating your nervous system and you're turning it on and you're providing stress. Stress makes us actually feel good. That's why when you jump out of a plane or go through on a roller coaster, you feel awesome because the adrenaline's pumping, you're feeling really good. That's caffeine. You get this burst of, of, of energy. And a lot of the time we become reliant on this caffeine's like revving the engine you don't want to be revving the engine every single day once every now and then that's cool but what we actually want to do is we want to be in a state of focus and we want to be in a state of calm consistent energy every single day a really interesting thing that you'll notice that a lot of guys will notice is that some of the highest performers who are high performers in all areas of their life in terms of relationships work health, who guys who nail that, guys and girls who nail every single area, they rarely actually drink caffeine. A lot of them I like, no, because I coach a lot of these guys and I get them to stop it. The biggest comment that I get from people when uh, I get them to cut caffeine is first of all, fuck you. Um, right. That's the first thing that people say. But then after they say, all right, I feel crap. I felt really crap this week. Uh, And I miss my coffee because I really love the, the taste. And then come week two, come week three, come week four, five, six, and so on. It's like, wow, I'm so much more focused. I'm less jittery. I'm way more calm. My sleep's so much better. I've had the first dreams that I've had in like 15 years. I feel like I can learn way quicker now. I'm much more on point. Everything I do is more efficient and more effective. And that's probably like my my big controversial opinion. Caffeine is not good. Caffeine is not a performance enhancer to my mind. The best thing that we can do is learn to optimize our nervous system and make it so that we shift away from having to rev ourselves up with false energy and adrenaline from caffeine and stress and shift it into a state where we're relaxed and we're calm and we're cool and collected. The sooner we can do that, I'm not saying that you got to go from five coffees a day now down to nothing and go cold turkey but reducing that level and once again going back to that that question i asked you is it something you're going to quit forever if it is something you can quit forever and you can get rid of it hell yeah go cold turkey and be ready to commit to it for the rest of your life But if you're going to do better cutting down from five to four to three to two to one then to decaf and then to pretty much nothing then do it that way but the less caffeine that you can have in your system the better i haven't drank caffeine in god knows how long now and my productivity is through the roof my efficiency is through the roof everything is much much easier in my life and the same with my clients as well like literally every single thing i can't advocate for that enough quitting caffeine and working off your own supply and optimizing your own body and getting energy from within as opposed from externally.
0: And I, I think that's a very important point. Unless you're a customer of Accent Cafe, guys, then please increase caffeine <laughs> intake. Sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, then uh, then take that with a grain of salt. No, but I think it, it is definitely important. And as you say, like some people, if you do like the taste, it's like, hmm, you probably don't need five cups a day. And having that, um, yeah, mitigating that intake so that you mitigate the downside and optimize the upside, hugely important. Just
1: Decaf's the yeah. best. I love coffee too. I, mean, I used to smash coffees, but just shift across the decaf. It tastes amazing. And there's some brilliant blends out there now.
0: Yeah, 100%. And now, um, James, for anyone that's listening and they're like, cool, I kind of like the, the cut of this guy's jib. Where's the best place for them to connect with you online to find out more about what you guys are up to?
1: Just shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Like they're the two best places to get me. Just type in James Cant. It's not the most common name, C-A-N-T. Um, uh, so, yeah, just type that in um, anywhere on there. The easiest way to remember it is it's like it's either the C word with an A instead of a U or can't, right, with a C-A-N apostrophe T. Um, so just type that in anywhere on your Facebook or Instagram and you'll be able to find me, find me there. Drop me a DM. I'm more than happy to help you out. And also on top of that too, dude, like I've got a heap of – Uh, different things around performance we've just created a whole list of all the supplements i recommend for sleep Uh, we've just created a whole um, nervous system course we've created courses around fixing low testosterone getting your mojo back all that sort of stuff it's like you guys can have them so if you want them just shoot me a message or maybe i'll give them to you dude if you i don't know what your um, podcasting system is and whether they can download them but we'll make it available so that they can you anything you want just feel free to hit me up and i'm more than happy to give you a hand
0: Beautiful. Yeah, we'll we'll link them all to connect up with you. That way, it's a little bit easier, and they can come into your, yeah. into your world and find out more about what you're up to. So that'll be easy. And guys, if you're listening or watching to this, that'll be in the show notes above or below. And if you know someone, maybe they aren't getting enough sleep, maybe they are over revving the engines, or the, you know, they're they're burning the candles at both ends and not really knowing about how to bring themselves back from the edge of that brink because they're just stuck in hustle mode. Then please share this episode with them. Get some of uh, James' wisdom into their ears and get them to have a bit of a listen and deep dive into how they can perform better. Uh, James, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you making the time.
1: Thanks for having me, dude. It was cool.
0: Pleasure. Thank you.